fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. All right, so here's the truth. Despite what they've told you in church, despite what I've heard my whole life, despite what I hear everywhere I go whenever we stand up and push it back against the forces of darkness, no matter wherever I go, folks, can I tell you something? Sometimes hate works. <laughs> I just, I just got to tell you, sometimes hate, hate works. You know, there have to be some things you hate. God is perfectly balanced. And we're told everywhere we go that God is love, 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 love. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There's some things that only the motivation of hate can cause you to deal with. Now, hang on, hang on. As soon as you take hate from behavior to the person, now you've, cro- now you've messed up. Now you cross the line. The Bible says God hates all workers of iniquity. That's the people that do it. But remember this, it is the behavior, it is the action, it is the evil that the Lord hates. He hates the evil. Unfortunately, many times it is a person who is doing it. So it's hard to separate the person from the hate. It's hard to do. It's hard to separate obesity from the person. It's hard to do. And I don't care who you are, when somebody points out a failing or an evil or a habit or a condition that hits close to home, we receive that as hate. If I were to say to you, I hate drug addiction, that doesn't mean I hate drug addicts. You understand, folks? You understand what they have, what they have done to us? They... They, they will not let us separate the behavior. Remember the old line, hate the sin, love the sinner? There's a truth in that. There is a truth. It's not the overall truth, but they're the principle of that is true. So if I stand up and I speak against homosexuality, immediately, including many Christians, think hate. Hate. Can I tell you something? You're looking at me real good here this morning? I hate homosexuality. I hate it. I hate cocaine addiction. I hate crack addiction. I hate alcoholism. I hate adultery. I hate, I could go on with a list of sins, of conditions, of, of uh, whatever, whatever they would be, habits. I hate them all. But I don't hate the person who's being controlled by it. I hate those, I hate wife beaters, but I don't hate the guy who does it. I hate wife beaters. Am I making it clear? So see, we are never, ever, ever going to advance the ball in this battle for truth, justice, and the American way if in our own mind we cannot separate those things. The left is always telling us 
hate the sin, love the sinner. And that is true. But can I tell you the truth? I can't mention homosexuality without the other side taking it personally. You ever heard a crackhead take it personally? When somebody calls somebody a crackhead, do they get parades and march and do all kinds of stuff? Well, no, no, they don't. Why? Because crackheads are still ashamed of being crackheads. It's an insult. And so because we have been been given this jellyfish, feel-good Christianity, therefore for us to criticize any behavior is hateful. You with me? Somebody gives me a thumbs up. Give me a thumbs up. Boom. An amazing thing happened uh, last night. I wrote a commentary, which I've shared to some of you already. I'm going uh, to talk about it a little bit here this morning. I wrote it back in 2007, actually. And it was titled, I, I'm Homo Nauseous. I'm Homo Nauseous. And uh, I woke up in the little, I woke up about, I don't know, three something, boom, out of a dead sleep, uh, boom, immediately awake. You guys ever, ever, ever that happened to you? From a dead sleep to immediately awake? A dead Dead sleep to immediately awake. And you know what You know what it was? Where, where did these things come from? This thought all of a sudden, I'm asleep. I wake up and this thought hits me. Uh-oh, you're in trouble. Boy, are the sodomites coming after you today. That, that was the thought that immediately went in my head at a little bit after three o'clock. And I couldn't go back to sleep. Not that I was scared of the sodomites and their attack. And all. I wasn't afraid about, about, about all that. But my mind got racing. My mind got racing, you know. What's it going to look like? I said, blah, blah, blah. What do I do? Because I look, I've, I've played this game before. <laughs> I've played it before. And see, what we don't do a very good job of, we do not take the enemy's argument and use it against them. We have to understand how this game is played. That's why the Bible says that the that the children of the the earth, the children of the world are wiser. Where is that, Dale? The children of the world are wiser than the children of God. I know it's somewhere, in, I think it's in Matthew. Somebody Google that for me real quick. The children I'm, sorry, of, I'm writing checks, but I'm writing checks, but you know, if you go back to I gotta hate, you know, Psalms 139 says it clearly. Oh Lord, I will hate those whom you hate, and those who grieve you grieve me. Amen. <laughs> Supposed to, right? Supposed to. Now look, look. For all of you out there that are getting all those haters, which I know my email is going to blow up today. To all those haters out there, I can't make it any more clear. Hey, dude, I wish you weren't. I wish you weren't a homosexual. I wish you won't. Weren't. I grieve for you. I grieve for you that you think that that's normal. I grieve for you, but dude, I ain't going to sit back quietly and let you multiply that behavior to my children and grandchildren. Folks, do you think I'm crazy? What the hell is wrong with us that remember when they we let them come out of the closet? By the way, are they the only ones in the closet? Are some of you doing some things that you have to do in hiding in the closet? See, sin throws you in the closet. The sin puts you in the closet. Because why? Inside you, innately inside of you, you know something is wrong. That is wrong. The Bible says it's clearly seen. So they're without excuse. They know it's wrong. And I'm going to tell you this. There's not a homosexual in the world, number one, that I hate, but number two, that doesn't feel guilty about it. That's why they like to go around and say they were born that way. They were born that way. Born now. We're going to find out maybe sometime down the road. Is that really true? 
Was, so, so was I born then a pedophile? Was I born attracted to little boys? Is that, is that okay? Was I born attracted to crack? Was I born attracted to stealing? Was I, bor- was I born with a propensity for adultery? Go out on my wife all the time. Was I born with a propensity to lie? Well, the truth of that matter is, yes, there was a sin nature there, but something came in and did, and what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Took that sin and breathed on it and flamed, fanned it into flames. Inside, you acted upon a desire. You acted upon an impulse. And dude, when you opened that door, what came in that door, you have not been able to get rid of the rest of your life. I'm just telling you the truth here this morning, folks. And I'm also telling you this, that we're not going to win if we are worried about offending the other people, being mean, having our brothers and sisters in Christ calling us hateful and mean and intolerant. Do you understand? Do you understand that the homosexual, close your eyes right now, sorry, and picture two men in bed and what that would look like. Go ahead, visualize it. Because they want to teach that to your children, your grandchildren. They want to teach that to your grandchildren and get you to shut your mouth and say it's normal. There's there's the battle. There's the battle. That's why I wrote today, again, I'm homo-nauseous. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And I don't know about you, when I get sick of something, I call a doctor. Or I do something. I take care of the sickness. And the problem is, we're not, we're not sick enough yet. We're not sick enough yet, right? And we don't understand cause and effect. And if we did understand cause and effect, it's all over me this morning. So somebody found it for me. Where, where is this scripture that we've got up on our screen? Yes, right I found it. It's Luke 16, 8. Luke 16, 8? Yes. Luke 16, 8. <clears throat> and the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Right. See, the homosexual, I, I, I don't, the trans, the, the deviant sexual movement wants to trample everything you believe in. And because they want to trample everything you believe in, they pull out all the stops. But why is it that we, the children of light, won't pull out all the stops to trample everything they believe in? When the Lord said, they're smarter than you. They're smarter than you because they went after your kids and you're dumb, you let them have them. You you get it? You get it? And you go to church and the pastor says, oh, we got to be tolerant, diverse. We got to love them. Yeah, we do have to love them. But I hate what they're doing. And they're not going to bring that to my children. Are you with me? Do do you see where we are? Do you see what has happened to us? Do you see that things come that we're supposed to oppose? This idea that we reach across the aisle and agree to disagree and we're tolerant and diverse. See, the lost people. The children of darkness are telling Christians how we're supposed to behave. They're making the rules. You get it? Say, Coach Boy, you're fired up today. I, I am fired up today. Because, right? look, it always comes back to the same thing for me. I look at us and I get so frustrated that we're losing when we shouldn't be losing. I know the Bible says it's going to be like that in the end. I know it says that. 
But where does it say when it's like that in the end that we're not supposed to push back and fight back against it? And every little child in every city in every state in America that is lured into homosexuality is something that ought to just grieve us to our very core that somebody's child has fallen into that trap. But it doesn't. Because why? We have to love the sinner and hate the sin. Well, I got to tell you this, folks. Sometimes you got to stand up and oppose some things. Hmm? And I'm going to tell you this. When you stand up and oppose it, you're going to be hated of all men. That's what it says. Why? Because the Lord said, the unjust steward says, uh, for the children of this world, they're a lot smarter than you dummies. <laughs> they're, they're a lot smarter. Because why? They understand how the world operates. The Bible says we're not we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So I ought to be able to take my otherworldly talents and skills and gifts and weapons, take those otherworldly weapons, because they don't have the otherworldly weapons. I do take those otherworldly weapons and bring them into the natural realm and fight with these otherworldly weapons. Don't you see this? This idea that we can't do anything about it? Huh? We can't? Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Myra, pray us in here. I had to get that out of me real quickly. That's 13 minutes of truth. Huh? Yes, Reggie, you may pray today in the huddle after after Myra's done. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Good morning. Hey, I'm know. just telling you the truth. Amen. Uh, so the Bible verse for today is going to be Luke 2, 14 through 18. Okay, it's in the in there. It, it is written, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. How can there be peace? How can two walk together lest they agree? People cry, peace, peace, when there is no peace. And Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. And Christianity has taught us to be peacekeepers, not peacemakers. Go ahead. Yes, coach. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds say one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe laying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, joy, and grace on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. By the way, my email's blowing up this morning. I haven't got to the... Uh, to I'm homo nauseous yet. I haven't got to it. I'm going to get to it. <clears throat> but you know what? I you know what? I I woke up in the middle of the night. Told you I said, uh oh, uh oh, hell's going to break loose. You know my email's blowing up. And you know what? The, you know how my email's blowing up? What do you suppose people are saying when they email me? Anybody have any idea what they're saying? Finally, finally, somebody's saying it. Finally, fine. Boom, 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 boom. Finally, finally, somebody's saying I'm so sick of it too. Hi, brother. I. Huh? Good. Hey, look, I'm not, 
pull this up here. Just it just hit me as I came down. Pull up a uh, uh, Hunter Spencer. Who is it today? Spencer. Pull up uh, the Gateway Pundit, folks. Listen. There is a wave coming like we have never seen because I've been telling you for how long this six years I've been however long we've been doing this show I've been telling you this left the, the British are coming uh, pushback is coming friends pushback is coming and the reason that we are in the mess that we are in is because it's for so long there has been no pushback at all from the church none and so we've had a, at least a generation at least a generation, maybe more, of people who have been in compliant Christianity. Trust the government Christianity. Trust our elected officials Christianity. Trust our churches. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? And what we're seeing right now is a vast, rapid, broad awakening that people are beginning to understand exactly what's going on. And I hate to tell you this. No, I don't hate to tell you this. God's using the devil to do it. He's using the devil to do it. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Doesn't feel real good to us. I got you, Reggie. I'll let you pray here in a second. You're using Elon Musk. Yeah, you're using Elon Musk. Huh? This is the Gateway Pundit. I go there. I go here every morning. I just want you to take you through the headlines so you can see we're winning, okay? Elon Musk reacts after America's first legal uncovers damning evidence revealing a secret Twitter's partner support portal used by government to censor dissenting COVID-19 viewpoints. Elon Musk has re- unveiled the fact that the government was working with Twitter to silence about COVID. The government, FBI in particular, was working with, the, go- the government was working with Twitter to silence what? The January 6th. They, every, everything, tw- the government has been using Twitter to silence all dissenting voices. Folks, this is all coming out. We knew it. We knew it. And now we see it. And not only that, <clears throat> you're going to be shocked to find out these connections are going to go to Fox News. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you. Did you know that Elon Musk revealed to us yesterday that 18 former FBI agents are on staff at Twitter? Did you guys know that? <clears throat> the Bible tells us that there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed, right? So look, look, Musk is open. Our eyes are getting open. Remember I told you it's going to be a rude, uh, rude awakening? A great awakening and a rude awakening. People are rude awakening and great awakening. People were beginning to see it. More Republicans back away from supporting uh, Mitt Romney's daughter or niece, whatever. She, go, scroll on down, Spencer. More, hey, folks, we're winning. Victories are popping up everywhere. Arizona State Senator Sonny Burrell lawsuit against Maricopa County includes evidence Maricopa performed illegal voter signatures. It's popping up everywhere we look. Little blow-ups, little, huh? They can't, how many thumbs can they put in the dike? This guy, Gia Paul Senator, calls for the investigation into Joe Biden's non-binary. This guy got caught stealing stuff. Nothing hidden that will not be revealed. We're winning. How about this? For the first time, first time, first time, Tucker Carlson finally has Carrie Lake on. Finally, as she's been fighting this battle for how long? Finally, last night, let's see, Tucker gets ahead of it a little bit. Ooh, he sees, which as my line I used to love. I'm amped up. Use the line. Hey, Coach Norm, the line I used to live. Use a lot. I see which way this river runs. <laughs> Tucker sees which way this river runs. 
So he can't continue to ignore it, right? Now, he's not all in because he's part of the controlled opposition, but he, he's probably getting bombarded with emails and everything. How come you're not talking about it? How come you're not? So he's got to throw us a bone. He's got to throw us a bone. Look at this. An investigation officers for wearing pup. These are generals in the army wearing puppy masks, doing sodomy on each other. It's being exposed. Nothing hidden. It will not be revealed. It's right out there for us to see. We're just late. We're just late to the game. You see? We're not wise enough to understand. We're not wise enough to double down, come together, push back, stand up, call spade a spade. We're not. Why? Because they've been telling us we haven't been supposed to do that. What else is on Gateway Pundit this morning? I didn't get a chance to have it so fired up. I didn't. Chairman of the January 6th Witch Hunt Committee withdraws subpoena against Verizon for Mike Lindell's phone records after he sues Nancy Pelosi. What? Huh? I thought Mike Lindell was deep state. Oh, he was Luciferian. Hmm. Is there any more going down there? Stuff going on in Brazil. Uh-huh. Trans activist blocks Representative Nancy Mace on Twitter after suffering public humiliation in Congress. What? Oh, yeah. But see, you the mainstream media isn't covering any of this. Folks, little brush fires everywhere. We are kicking there. Because mm-hmm. we're all Christians here, right? So I want to encourage you today that it's always darkest just before the dawn, as the saying goes. Um, we're, hey, we're, we're burying them, man. We're, we are. We are so bad. The drag queen, how about this? Going down, Spencer. The drag queen that Biden invited to the White House has a record on her Facebook, his Facebook page, promoting kitty sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But see, here's what it is. The American people aren't getting the information, are they? They're not getting the information, so they don't know. Scroll on down. What else? We got far left. Washington Post is look at that. They've lost five hundred thousand subscribers. The Washington Post has why? Because people are waking up. Now you're not hearing this on the media. They're not telling you this, but they're waking up. Dale had a tornado down through him. Johnny Burkeen got his truth truck. A tree blew on Johnny Burkeen's truth truck last night. Destroyed his truth. That's a whole other story. What? what huh? It's all set up. Huh? Go Chicago Mayor Lightfoot under fire over a move to hide cities exploding violence. Are you kidding me? Bill Clinton falls asleep at a football game. What? And then they got this pervert that they put in elected office. What? Oh, a lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. So I'm excited this morning. I'm pumped up. Go to Churchianity. It's a standalone email. I'm going to open it up here. You know, when I got started this morning, before I came down, my wife's up. I love my wife so much. Before I came down, I said, honey, I don't know which, I don't know which direction I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. Boom, here we are, 22 minutes into it, and I haven't even talked about anything. So here's churchianity. I'm, I'm sorry that this is so blurry. It's blurry for me, too. So here's churchianity versus Christianity, all right? Churchianity is a religious system. Hey, friends, I hate to tell you this. That's where our battle lies. Our battle lies on those who say they're on our team. They're not on our team. We're counting on them to get a block for us. And they're not. They're not going to get a block for us because they're on the other team. We don't get it, right? So churchianity, the religious system, church is a building, an organization, or a temple. Christianity says the church is the body of Christ made up of born-again believers. They're not the same, folks. They're not the same, right? Identity, churchianity, identity is a denomination. What religion are you? Uh, Roman Catholic, uh, Jehovah's Witness, uh, uh, 
Seventh-day Adventists, uh, Baptists, Lutheran, Methodists. But Christianity places God's word as the final authority. I'm sorry, Christianity, the identity is in Jesus Christ. What religion are you? I'm Christian. I mean, yeah, I know that, but what church do you go to? It doesn't matter. I'm a Christian. I am the church. Churchianity says it places faith in a church system and its leadership, placing the pastor's views above the word of God. Somebody say amen for me. Let's huh? say amen, coach. You're all over the Amen. Boom. But Christianity places God's word as the final authority in all matters of faith and practice, even above that of the guy standing in the pulpit. If he's wrong, he needs to be called out. Churchianity worships once per week, dresses nice to look spiritual on the outside. But Christianity puts on the armor of God every day, Kevin Van Story. Every day. Amen. Amen. You don't look like a Christian. No, you don't look like one. Onward, Christian sissies. Huh? Onward, Christian compromisers. Is that the song? Or is it onward, Christian soldiers marching as the war? Which is it? Which is it? So, see, I got all my armor, and people think I'm mean. So the religious has rules and regulations and do's and don'ts, and there's freedom in Christ. Christianity is freedom in Christ. The churchianity system, tithing 10% of your un- income, they use verses about a context to fund a religious system or make the pastor wealthy. But church Christianity gives freely, not a cheerful heart, to others in need as well as preachers and missionaries of the gospel. Hey, I'm just going to be good honest. My buddy Mark Harrington told me this year, I, 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. The, the reason we don't advance the kingdom very well is because, because the left give to causes. And the right gives to the church. Gives to the church. I say, well, coach, I got to pay my tithes. I would, I would love to help you, coach, but I'm, I'm, I'm paying my tithes to my church. Oh, okay. Okay. So rules and religious regulations. Tithing, uh, churchianity says 10% of your income. Goes them. Okay. Fellowship is divine by regular church attendance. Coach, you don't go to church on Sunday? No, I go to church every day. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I go every day. In fact, I got about, I don't know, a thousand people go to church. I go to church with them every day, fellowship with them, have discussions with them, get to know them. Yeah, it's really pretty amazing. You, you go once a week? Really? You go to that one box in there where all those same people are in there? You go there every week? No, they call that the local church. Nothing against the local church. But you see, you see the mindset, right? So fellowship is divine by two or three gathered in his name, regardless of time, place, or day. In churchianity, it says no foul salvation outside of the church or the religious system. In other words, if you leave the church, oh, my goodness, they're going to gossip about you, Betty. Oh, oh, Betty, I don't know, Betty. She, that Betty, she fell off the wagon and she's listening to this guy on the internet. And she, I'm telling you, Betty has gone crazy. She needs to come back in here, dress up real nice, come in here on Sunday, sit down, pay us a bunch of money and say hi to everybody and go home. That's what she said. That's what, that's what Christians do. Christianity says there's no salvation outside of receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So there it is, man. There, there it is. There it is. Oh, Lord. I'm fired up today. Is it all right? Is it all right? Because I said, I know you guys want to, I didn't even look. I know you want to get in here. I feel you. I feel you wanting to get in here. But it, I, can I go to home? Can I go to home on first? Can I, can I go there first? I will. And then I promise you, 
uh, by the way, friends, this came, uh, I write, I try to write every week. And uh, this came to me, I was getting ready to write yesterday. And the Holy Spirit said, telling you, homonosis, homonosis. Boom. And I went back in the archives. And there it was, this uh, October 18, 2007. How long ago is that? Anybody do math? Anybody doing math? Uh, years ago, 15 years 15 years wrote this 15 years ago warning this commentary is not politically correct read it at your own risk hey look you looking at me frankly my dear i don't give a damn what the homos say i don't care what they write me i don't care what they say to me i couldn't care less and by the way i couldn't care less while you out there feel good christians say about it either all right save your save your emails Amen. I'm sick of it. I really am. Am I the only one? I'm yeah. not homophobic. I'm not homo hateful. I'm not homo latent. I'm homo nauseous. I really don't care what a man desires, where a man desires to put his appendage. I don't hate anyone, but I hate what some people do. But I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of being force fed to me on TV. In my life, I've never seen such deviancy so openly celebrated. They are deviant, you know. No matter how many names they'll try to call me, no matter how many sensitivity classes they try to send me to, no matter how much tolerance they try to cram down my throat, sorry. The fact remains, the homosexual act is deviant. So I looked up deviant. Deviant is one that differs from a norm, especially a person whose behavior and attitudes differ from accepted social standards. That is deviancy. So homosexual behavior is deviant. Everyone knows that. So in order to make themselves look normal, the homosexual movement is doing everything it can to change normal. See, they got to change normal. They don't feel good about themselves. So why must they make we feel good about them? Well, I'm sick of it. I'm homonauseous. The homosexual agenda is making me want to barf. Anybody else out there, Bella? Anybody else had enough of it yet? You're not even allowed to no. say that. Oh, you're no. hateful and judgmental. Oh, you can't say that. Jesus loves them. Huh? They love what they do. What they're mm. trying to teach to your kids. Uh, hang on. Uh, well, I'm sick. Uh, I understand what I'm opening myself up to. It happens every time I take on this subject. My emails will be flooded by those who are concerned that I might must secretly be battling my own homo feelings. I get that one all the time that I need to get over my homophobia, that Jesus would not be so hateful and judgmental, and that that's just from the Christians. You wouldn't believe. You wouldn't be able to stomach what the deviants write to me. (laughs) I'm used to it, though. It comes with the turf. But I thought homosexuals were just like everyone else, that all they wanted was to be free, to live their lives in peace. If that's the case, why won't they stop identifying themselves by what they do in the privacy of their own bedroom? Hey, folks, when's the last time you identified yourself as a heterosexual? Can somebody tell me that? Anybody tell me that? You got yourself in a home, heterosexual group. Anybody know that? No. Well, why are they so intent on making me accept their deviancy? Why are they trying to indoctrinate 60-year-olds into this perversion? I'm sick of it. Take your behavior into your house and leave us alone. They're everywhere, these norm changes. They're perverted. I'm sure that makes you all nervous as well. But interesting enough, perverted shows up as a in the dictionary as a synonym for deviant. So if you look up deviant, you're going to find perverted. And what's perverted? A person whose behavior deviates from what is acceptable, especially in sexual behavior. 
Did you guys know that? Change the words, change the world, right? They get you to agree with their version of the word. They get you to adopt their language, huh? Tolerance, diversity, huh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're saying all the same sex, right? Huh? Transphobia, trans, trans. They, they get us to they get us to use their language. That's straight out of the dictionary. It's not a right-wing fundamentalist version of the word. It's what the word perverted means. The homosexual lives a deviant, perverted life. I'm just using dictionary definitions, folks. Don't get angry with me for simply reading the dictionary. Words have meaning. Here's what the godfather, Alfred Kinsey, wrote about uh, sex and human male. Listen, Alfred Kinsey, their godfather, said this. Perversions are defined as unnatural acts. What? Perversion is defined as an unnatural act. Acts contrary to nature, bestial, abominable, and detestable. Such laws are interpretable only in accordance with the ancient tradition of the English common law, which is committed to the doctrine that no sexual activity is justified unless its objective is procreation. So Kinsey says... If you stay with these Christian values that the purpose of sex is having children, then then this will never be normal. But if sex is just about sleeping around and having orgasms with whoever you want to, and you throw off all those Christian restraints, then then we'll be okay, which is what Kinsey's done. It's what Kinsey did in the 1950s and 60s. I'm, I'm, I'm bogging down. See, their behavior and actions are perverted and deviant. That's not hate. That's the dictionary definition. I'm only explaining the words that they use. What they can never, what they do can never be normal, so they must change the meaning of normal. They must alter societal standards. Have you been watching? Folks, this is 2007. They take their lifestyle to the streets to celebrate their debauchery, which I suppose is another harsh word that I'm not allowed to use. But debauchery is excessive indulgence in sensual pleasures. That's debauchery. That's what they do. Mom and dad are now offensive terms. The normal folks are brazen enough to parade their perversity in the church. They bring this perversity and call it diversity and bring it into the church. Perhaps Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was right when he called them girly men. The behavior is costing us millions, billions in medical care. So look at the educational material that they're force-feeding public school kids. They attack anyone who disagrees with their debauchery. Remember, they must change societal standards to accept their debaucherous, perverted, deviant lifestyle. They can't change their behavior, so they must force you to change yours. Boy, this is heavy. Churches are embracing it. Homosexual activists are the real fascists. They are. The left are the fascists. They're determined to control what you think, believe, and speak. They hate free speech. They will do all they can to silence men like me and you. Well, I'm sick of it. Leave me alone. Leave our children alone. Leave our schools alone. And leave our culture alone. What's wrong with the church? Can't they see what's happening to America? Can't they see what's happening to our children? Can't they see the rug is being pulled out from under them? So Isaiah 1 verse 4 says, Ah, sinful nation. People laden with iniquity, seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They're all going away backward. Why should ye be stricken anymore? You're just going to revolt more and more. 
Your whole head is sick. Your whole heart faint. From the sole of your foot under the tip of your head, there's nothing, no soundness, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. What? They have not been closed. What? Nor bound up those putrefying sores, neither mollified with ointment. Your country's desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour in your presence. And it's desolate as if overthrown by homosexual strangers. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. Putrefying refers to the decay of the body of a formerly living organism into a simpler form of matter. America's dying. It makes me sick. Keep your behavior to yourself. Am I the only one who's homo-nauseous? Boom. See what they've done to us? Do you see what they've done? They have captured behavior, made their behavior normal, and us speaking out against it, abnormal. Homosex is love. Speaking out against it is hate. And we've fallen. The church has fallen for it. Okay. I've been going a long time. I'll shut up. Come on in, Dale. Dale, then Julie, then Paul. Go. Hallelujah, Coach. Going back to, you know, this is love. This is biblical love. You know, there's this thing that we used to do out there when there was a drug addict, right? It used to be, it was called intervention. Proverbs 27, verse 6 says what? Better are the blows of a friend than the kiss of the enemy. See, that kind of love is enemy. That's the hatred love when you refuse to interject. What we, this, what you're given right now, coach, is called biblical intervention. Why? Because you love us. Because we love them and I love the future potential victims, right? And that is confrontation stinks, but sometimes it's required. Confrontational Christianity. Maybe I'll write a book about that. Hey, I forgot Reggie. I was going to let Reggie come in. She wanted to pray. I'm sorry, Reggie. Come on in. I don't want to throw it off, Coach. You can come back to me. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. I just got on a rant. You know, you know. No, I know. I can feel it. (laughs) Go ahead, Julie. Go ahead, Julie. Good morning. Great show, Coach. Um, How long ago was All in the Family? When did it come out? All in the Family? Uh, 60s. I don't know. Okay, well, they were indoctrinated us clear back then. My husband and I were watching a show, and it actually came up with a woman with another woman, and he was appalled. I'm like, oh, my remember God. Remember this, Julie, remember this. Hang on, hang on a second. I'm sorry. Also in media, when they first introduced all this to us, they always made the homosexual a comic. He was a funny guy, a lovable, funny guy, just a little teddy bear. They always did that, right? They, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have the homosexual appear with a dog mask on. You know what I'm saying? And they, they didn't show us that, right? Because the media in, was in control of it. Go ahead, Julie. I'm sorry. Well, maybe I'll... <laughs> Paul, come that's in. Okay, that's okay. Um, yeah, it was It just like I never seen that episode before until last night. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yep, yep. And they had, they had Meathead in there and his daughter fighting against the old old traditional values of Archie Bunker, right? And Archie Bunker was made to look like an old dinosaur. Yeah, all those old values. Let me get rid of those. Oh, folks, this is all programming. All programming. Paul. Yeah, my family calls me Archie Bunker. Anyway, um, <laughs> about 9.30 last night, I, I got a call from a pastor, and it was the exact topic you're on now. So the Holy Spirit must be working in Maine, too. Um, Amen. He <laughs> described it not as a sin, the topic today, 
but as a stronghold. And that is something I don't truly understand. Homosexuality being a stronghold. Maybe you could fail or you could on that one. Well, stronghold is a demonic. Paul, when we hear it, when we read Psalm 2 and talks about, uh, pull up Psalm 2 real quickly. It's a great question, Paul. <clears throat> the kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. They create strongholds. They, take, they create spiritual positions of power that they are in control of. The Bible actually talks about the strong man, the strong man. Now, it's not a man, but it's a spiritual force that gets in control of an area, an idea, a group, or whatever. And the homosexual agenda is a stronghold by a strong man that is so unbelievably powerful that it's overwhelming all of us. Uh, that's that's a quickie version. I don't know if anybody, Dale, anybody has a better understanding than that. But understand this, folks, that the, that there is a, I'm trying to, Trying to ponder how to best explain this. There are spiritual, dark spiritual forces that are able to compel and control people through thoughts, ideas. That's why he said, take captive, take captive every thought. And the stronghold is when a person is so tied to that belief that you almost cannot pry him away from it. That's what it's Amen. That's a, that's a, that's the best, easiest I can explain it. Bernie. Yeah, thanks, Coach. The um, the can you hear me? Okay, the, the there's a problem here because we say, "Oh, well, just God loves you." Well, we're overlooking the whole problem of that God hates sin, that we're under wrath, that we need to be saved. What do they need to be saved from? If God loves me, I'm okay. You know, right? No, That's God right. hates the sin. People and God just. God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. That's mm. your only hope, okay? He wants to save you. He'd rather have mercy than judgment, but he's going to do the right thing. And if the right thing is judging sin, then that has to happen. We are sending well, the wrong measures. We are false witnesses when we say, oh, God loves you. You say, look, buddy, you're in a heap of trouble, all right? You only have one hope. And you try to right, take it. And you need you to make that decision. It. God is angry with the wicked every day, baby. Hey, how many parents out there? Ooh, I just felt that one. How many parents out there found out later on in your life that your teenage child was doing something over at a friend's house that you didn't have any idea that they were doing? They started drinking. They started smoking dope when they were 12 or 13. You didn't even know it. And lo and behold, they wake up at 25 and they're potheads. Anybody say amen? Can anybody say amen? Right? Right? Amen. But you're not allowed to say anything about it because you would be judgmental and hateful. No, no. Folks, listen. Judgment judgment is loving. It's okay. loving. You're never going back over to that house again. You understand? You're never going to go over there. If I find out that you're going over there again, you're going to be missing an appendage. I don't know which one it is, but I love you too much to let you go to continue to do that. Yet, we send them to schools where they teach them to do it. Betty, come on in. Yes, you nailed it. I agree. I'm also homo nauseous, but I'm also trans. I, I put that on my Facebook yesterday. The word trans, it's about ready. I'm about ready to throw up on that. Trans Amen. is trans that. The good news is, Betty, we're waking up, though. We're waking up. We're waking up. Roger, you quit having your side conversation. Come on in. Well, my side conversation is with my lovely bride who I love. Very much. Does she think I'm crazy, Rod? No, no. no. She, no. 
She just doesn't want morning, to be on camera. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Dave, you said something very important 20 minutes ago. They're not on our side, these mm -hmm. government people. When you get, when we were up at uh, East Knox at the school board meeting, there was a gentleman, not one of us, who stood up and tried to tell them all, these good people. They're, they're working with us. And I wanted to stand up and say, they were working with us. The issue of a kid wearing a dress to school wouldn't even be on the agenda. The vast majority of these people are not with us. We need to keep that in mind. Amen. And Roger, there are times when majority does rule. There are times, folks, minority rule, equal rights, individual rights, sometimes are okay, are very crucial. But sometimes there's, there's majority rule. You ain't doing that here. You can do it all you want to, but you ain't doing it here. You don't have a right to violate my individual rights to not watch that crap. Right? It goes both ways. Janine. The word says that judgment begins at the house of the Lord, and we tend to think it's right now. You go back even in David's time. The, the judgment came on, on his house. It's on every one of our houses, the house of the Lord. When we've kicked the Lord out and we've no. allowed the stronghold to come in, it says you, it um, shows in the seven churches, he came and then um, it says when he cleaned the house, which he did when he came, he swept that house while seven more demons came in. Look at the seven churches. They got wickeder and wickeder and wickeder. We Amen. have left our first love. Let me take, let me take it a different direction. I'm the temple. Amen. Judgment begins first, the house of God. God lives That's in me. That's right. Huh? Exactly. And because our own house is dirty, we love to go to a church that doesn't have any vacuum cleaners, that doesn't That's clean it right. out. Because we can go in there, and we don't mind sitting in the cat hair that the guy beside us is shedding, because we're just as dirty as he is. So we, we can come into this thing where we, nobody judges anybody. There's no sin. God loves everybody. And then you end up with the mess that we have right now. That's where we are. That's that's exactly right. And in every every situation, you look in the Bible, when they left the Lord, someone came in and told them they were doing wrong. And this is what's going to be the consequences of your sin. Amen. 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 Joe Allen, come in. Then, then Roger after Jill. Roger Gates after Jill. Coach Roger says something to me I was thinking about. You know how the government always works on one issue then they create another. It's just like the schools. They don't want bullies in schools because if the bullies were in schools, they would pick on the trans and the sexual. <laughs> and, then, and, Joe, in and Joe, so therefore the trans bully the rest of us, don't they? Right. So they work on the bullies. Can't have bullies because they'll work on the trans. <laughs> you got to give them credit, man. They've been masters. They've been masters of what? Masters at it. Roger, come on in. Roger Gates. Yeah, Coach, I can go back to the 1980s. I remember a, a church I was near, a, a large church, over a 1,000 people, and everybody said that this was a great church, and everything was going, moving, you know. Well, the pastor had a relationship with the secretary, so they called a business meeting, thought he was going to come clean. He went in there, and he said, I built this church and I'm taking this church with me. And a third of the people got up and left with him. Well, this is the state yep. of the church. We, the, the Holy Spirit is not running the church. No. If it no. was, that, that never would have happened, you know. Church, that, churches that, become a business. 
Yeah, in the 1980s, you know. But I mean, look at it now. It's, it's, it's a wonder why people are um, getting the COVID because they're ne- they've never been uh, led by the Spirit. They've been following men, you know. Amen. Amen. So when's the, when's the last when's the last time, friends, that you ran into one of your friends and uh, you ran into one of your friends and she was crying and said, uh, "What's the matter?" I said, "Oh, my son, he's." He's got a drug addiction. And you said, oh, my goodness. You mean he's he's hooked on crack? He's a crackhead? And she says, oh, don't be so judgmental. Don't be so hateful. It's stupid, right? It's stupid that we allow this particular sin and behavior to be classified. I don't know what it's classified as, but we fall, we fall in line right along with it. Hey, Bernie, I'll be right with you. Pull up for me, Obadiah. I got to get this in here real quick because I haven't really used a scripture and I got to credit my wife for me today. I don't know if in my whole life, if I've ever read from Obadiah. Think about the pride parades, right? Myra, pride parades, pride parades. Yes. Right? Okay. So this was the vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom. We've heard a rumor of the Lord from the Lord and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye and let us rise up against her in battle. Behold, I've made thee small among the heathen. You are greatly despised. The pride of thine heart hath deceived you. You that dwellest in the cliffs of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? Pride, talking about pride. Though they exalt thyself as the eagle, and though they set their nest among the stars, thence will I bring them down, saith the Lord. If thieves came to thee, if robbers by night, how art thou cut off? Would they not have stolen till they had enough? If the grape gatherers came to thee, wouldn't they not have not leave some grapes? How are the things of Esau searched out? How are his hidden things sought up? All the men of thy confederacy have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee and prevailed against thee. That they, they that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. There's no understanding in them. Shall I not that day, say the Lord, even destroy the wise men out of Edom? And understanding out of the mount of Esau and the mighty men of Taman shall be dismayed to the end that every one of the mount of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob. Shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. And then the day that you stood on the other side, and the day that strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. You were one of them. But you should not have looked on that day, thy brother, and the day that he became a stranger. Neither should you have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. And neither should you have spoken proudly in the day of distress. You should have. You should not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Don't take part in their evil. Yea, thou shouldest not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither should you have stood in their crossway to cut off those of his that did escape, and neither should you have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen as thou hast done. It shall be done unto them 
thy reward shall return unto thine own head. For as you have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink and they shall swallow down and it shall be as though they had not been. The judgment of the Lord's coming, boys and girls. Mark Trump. Yeah, Coach, uh, that was a great read. I was couldn't help but thinking about Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot thought that he could go in and find people. But what overtook Sodom and Gomorrah in seven total cities, right? It was this yep. sin. It was this one. Now, what happened in the garden, coach? They covered their genitals up with a fig leaf. So even in the garden, this compulsion, this propensity is what took us down. Okay? It's what's taken America down. You look at all the examples in the Bible. Go in there in the land of Shinar and don't mingle with them. And God ends up killing all the men, women, and children. He opens the earth and kills them. He hates his inheritance. So it's just happening again. Nothing's new on the face of the earth, Coach. Amen, amen. So, folks, I want you to think about this. God created man in his own image. In his image created we him. We are God's uh, representation, image bearer in this day upon the earth. And I don't know about you. Can you guys think of anything more reprehensible to the Lord than having him sodomized? Boom. We're his image. Amen. And we call sodomy love. Love. We call God is love. And they have taught us that the perversion of one man putting his penis, I'm sorry, putting his penis in the anus of another man is love. When in fact, when in fact it's an abomination because every man created in the image of God and the homosexual movement is sodomizing almighty God. Can't you see the picture? Can't you see it? Alan, come on in. Coach, a lot of stuff that you're saying this morning re-energizes me on believing that America is Babylon the Great because if you stand back and you look the stuff that we champion the stuff that we put out there the stuff that we fund around the earth coach the war that's going on in Ukraine we're totally funding that you know they they can say the Roman church but whatever man America funds all this mess around the earth. We fund it. All this, uh, all this uh, disease that we're making, all this DNA playing, we're all involved in all of that. And infl- inflation's going wild because they're printing money to send it over there. Your taxes are higher. Your property taxes are higher. You're running out of food. Everything because why? We have not stood up against evil. We haven't stood up against it. We put evil in control. Oh, by the way, that's what the Bible says will happen, Coach. Don't you fight against it. You're just fighting against God, Coach. Bernie. Okay, that's a good question. Maybe we should ask the question, has, are we being false witnesses? And what are the ways that we duped? Um, sometimes we're, we know salvation is going to come. Is it? Because God offers it as a gift, 
that it requires repentance and amendment of life. But it's not through morality. It's not through political. You know, we thought, oh, well, if we give people freedom, then they'll be good people. But freedom doesn't make people good. It's only the work of God in our lives that, that means that we're false witnesses when we say that we can change the political, we can change the law, we can change morality, we can give education, we'll set us free, medicine will set us free. Those are all false witnesses. Amen, baby. <laughs> Niceness will set us free. We don't have a gospel that's not offensive. It's the rock of offense, but it's the only salvation there is. Because we're all guilty. Amen. We need to be Amen. 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 Okay. Pull up, uh, uh, pull up. My alarm bell just went off my head here. Pull up, uh, where is it? Lou Rockwell. Pull up Lou Rockwell, last two paragraphs. I saw this this morning. I want to share it with you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this, is, this is written by James Kunstler. I, I, I love him. I, I read his stuff every Go clear the bottom. Clear the bottom. Last two paragraphs. Last two paragraphs. See, I don't know if this guy's a believer. It doesn't matter, okay? Right there is good. Look, it says is it, right at the top of that last paragraph. Is there any way to face the hard facts, to incorporate them into a truth-based, a truth-based narrative that Western civilization can use to rescue itself from something that looks like suicide? He said, "We're killing ourselves. Won't anybody stand up and speak the truth? All the pastors, Franklin Graham, John, just run them all. Run, let them all just run off your lips. Run off your lips." And then he says this. Elon Musk alone, apart from and in defiance of all the cowards running things in America, the corporate sellouts, the craven college presidents, the bought-off politicians, the bad faith media fabulists, the vindictive Vinzians of Hollywood, is moving to inject some therapeutic truth into the American lunatic system. Only Elon Musk is doing that. Not the Christian church. He came out pretty hot over the weekend, branding Dr. Anthony Fauci as a criminal, calling for his prosecution. This isn't Franklin Graham, all right? Huh? This isn't John MacArthur. Calling him a criminal for prosecution, promising the release of her Twitter files that will demonstrate just how deceitfully the old Twitter acted and all the medical melodrama surrounding COVID 19 and the vaccines. A lost man, a devil's child. On Sunday, Elon tweeted, Now things get spicy. Will the reveal of all that wickedness make any impression? on half the people of this country, still deranged by the many previous salvos of official propaganda? Maybe not all of them. Maybe only 20%. But that should be enough to tip the consensus of opinion in the right direction. A recognition of the harm that has been done to us and the will to quit doing more of that. Beyond that, even Elon has put the basic question to America. Elon Musk, the Luciferian. Are you in favor of free speech or not? Especially now that you know that moderating free speech is an invitation to live in lies. And lying all the time really does bend that old arc of history towards evil. Elon, who would have ever thought Elon Musk 
would be the salt of the earth. Elon Musk would do what college presidents wouldn't do, congressmen wouldn't do, pastors wouldn't do. God used Elon Musk. Amazing. See, his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, and there's a way that seems right to us, but the end result is death and destruction. And I don't know about you, I'm tired of living according to their ways. I want to go the way, the way that leads to life, the way that leads to prosperity. Bless you. See you tomorrow.